Hi, I'm Tiffany Roten, and this is Happy Young Adults, Episode 11, The Future, Deciding Which Direction to Go. Welcome to Happy Young Adults. I'm Tiffany Roten, owner of Direct Your Life Coaching. I'm a huge fan of young adults, a mother of five, four of which are young adults, a lover of everything outdoors, and a certified life coach. I'm here to give you tools to feel better, to be more confident, to feel less stress in your life, and to help you look to your future with confidence and excitement. Let me help you learn to become a happy young adult. Hey gang, I'm so glad I get to be here on another podcast with y'all today. It's one of my favorite things about being a life coach. I really feel like I can reach a lot of you. And even if you have no real desire to have a personal life coach, but you just want to learn and, and become better and better your life, that's why I do these. And so I'm hopeful that they're helping many of you. And I have noticed kind of a dramatic increase in the listens. And that just helps me know that it's helping so many of you. And that's really my purpose. So if you have any friends or acquaintances or family or whoever that you think might benefit from this podcast, let them know. That would be great. That's how we get it out there and help more and more young adults. So today I want to talk about the future a little bit and deciding the direction that you want to go. So I've been talking quite a bit to young adults lately about what they want to do in their life. And that really has got me wondering about what tools I can give you to help, help you figure this out. So I've had several people come to me wondering if they should get married or not. Like they're kind of seriously dating and wondering if they want to take that next step or not. I've also had young adults who've been coming to me wondering about what to do with college, where to go. Um, I had even one today that was wanting some help to know what major to study in college. And still I have others who are trying to figure out like long-term a career that they would really enjoy. And so today I'm going to talk to you about some ways that we can start to figure some of these things out and really start to understand not only what we're thinking, but also how we're feeling about the future and maybe give you a few strategies of when these things come up, how we can get some better clarity. So one of the things that I want to do first off is is I want to tell you kind of the process of what happens when I'm talking to a client. So when a client comes to me and they're sharing these things that they're struggling with, um, you know, like what should I do with my life or what career should I study or if I should get married or not, we take a piece of paper out and we just start writing down all the things that we're thinking about it. Now, let me explain why we do this. So human beings have between 40 and 60,000 thoughts per day. And that means that our brain is going just about all the time unless we're asleep, right? And it's just cranking out tons of random thoughts. And until we become aware of what we're really thinking, we can't really decide if it's 
true or not? Or, um, you know, what's really going on in our head? So let's take, for example, getting married. I had quite a few clients lately who have been really stuck in this decision. And so when I ask people generally what they're thinking about marrying someone, I get all kinds of different kinds of thoughts. Some of those thoughts are things like, well, what if it's not the right decision? And what if we fall out of love down the road? What if we don't really get along? What if there's maybe someone better out there? I've heard that one a lot. What if it ends up in divorce? I hear that all the time. What if I have days when I'm unsure and I'm nervous and I'm afraid? Does that mean that it's wrong? Now, the reason why we want to understand these thoughts is because then we can start to look at what are the facts and what are the thoughts and how are we really feeling about everything. So in this case, as we look at some of these questions, we have to kind of dig down to understand what the facts are. So in this case, the facts are marriage. What is marriage? Well, it's it's a lot of things to a lot of different people. We all have different thoughts about it, but a, but a factual definition, I guess you could say of marriage is that it's kind of a contract between two people that decide that they're going to commit their lives to each other. Um, and maybe you would define it differently, but most people would agree that making that decision is a pretty big deal and that it, it, it will in a lot of ways affect, you know, how you live. Right. So it's definitely one of those decisions we don't want to make, you know, just rashly or quickly. We, we want to really get clear on how we think about it, how we feel about it and, you know, where we're headed with that. So I just want to tell you that I always get what ifs, what if, what if this happens, what if that happens? And that always is going to lead you into fear and anxiety. Um, the reality of the what ifs is there's always going to be unknowns always, no matter what we think, or how much we feel like we're in control of our lives, there is always an unknown. And for all of us, there's many things every day that are, you know, planned out and, you know, we get to control. But the reality is that none of us really ever know what totally will happen. We we can believe, we can think, but we don't know. So last year, it was interesting when coronavirus hit our world, I had this huge influx of clients who were super stressed out because they, you know, partly because they didn't know what was going to happen in the future. And by the way, that's pretty normal. I think most of us at one point or another felt that way. And, you know, most of us don't really like the unknown. We don't, we don't really want to know. We want to know what's going to happen. We don't, we don't want to ever have this unknown. And so, you know, Sometimes we have to move forward though. And in this case, we did have to move forward and we kind of had to figure it out as we went and we had to adjust. You know, for so many of you, college changed and graduations changed and marriage dates changed and so many things changed that suddenly we didn't know what the future looked like. And so it was, it created a lot of anxiety and fear for people. And, you know, many of my clients attend either college or, or, um, high school or, you know, a trade school, hair school, something like that. And the reality of was, we all had to adjust, right? Just like I said, and we did, we did it. We all adjusted. And so, 
you know, the answer to all of it is we don't know, but when we can feel confident that we can figure it out, that we can adjust, that it's not a problem and that things will be okay, that helps us bring us back to a place where we can kind of handle, you know, the unknowns. But there are a lot of things that we can control. And I've talked about this before. And I want to give you an example. So the other day I had a client who was really uptight about what major to study. And she felt like she had to know like right now. And then she also had questions like, well, what if she studies a certain major? And then at the end, she hates that major and doesn't like that career. So do you see how understanding where your mind is and what you're thinking is pretty helpful in this kind of a situation? Because then we can start to pick away at these thoughts and beliefs and kind of figure out what's going on. So the first thing we realized was that she didn't really have to know right this second. She just, that was a thought she was telling herself. So she kind of had an idea of what she wanted to study as a major, but she didn't know exactly the direction within that major. There were different things inside of that, different directions she could go. And so because we were able to figure out that her fear and her stress was being caused because she thought she had to figure it out right this second, that was the problem. She didn't actually, we, we figured this out. She didn't actually have to know for another couple of semesters. And so when we realized this, then what we were able to do was see, okay, looking from this from a factual point of view then and trying to sign up for classes that she could sign up for classes in that general field that she's looking at. And then she could, you know, that would help her as she took classes in that it would help her to get more clarity maybe in what she wanted. So there were really two great things about that is that number one, she figured out, I don't really need to stress about this right now. Like this is pre-stress. I don't need to worry about And then the second thing is she was able to figure out that, oh, actually, by the time I do need to figure this out, I'm going to have a whole bunch of classes under my belt that hopefully will help me clarify more clearly what I really want to do. So as far as her fear, you know, when it was, you know, what if I don't end up liking this? And, And we always go into what ifs in this catastrophe type mode where, this would be the end, right? So it's really interesting. I was looking up some statistics that are, that that might help you understand that you're really, really normal and that most most people struggle to figure out careers in college and what they want to do with their life. So I found out that at least 80% of people who start out on college change their major at least once, if not more. For me, I changed mine three times. I know my husband changed his three times before we settled on something. Another statistic that was interesting was that 80%, um, or well, 80% of those people, that means only 20% of us know, keep with the same major we start with, right? Um, you know, and for some of us, we don't choose to go to college. We want to do some other trade, some other kind of work. But we also have to go out in the workforce and we have to take on different jobs and we have to start figuring out what we like and what we enjoy. And, you know, for most of us, I would say that that any number of us have had quite a few jobs trying to kind of figure out what we enjoy. Um, 
you know, when I worked in high school at the corn dog factory, I learned really quickly that I'm not really that excited about dipping corn dogs and making lemonade for the rest of our life. Like, see, that was huge. That just steered me away from, from doing that, right? Like, ha ha. But, but truly through some of those high school jobs, I realized really quickly, um, I'm not really into the fast food gig. It's not my deal. Um, you know, but, but just understanding that for most people, it's, it's really not a quick answer. It really takes some time to figure things out. So another statistic that was interesting is that um, 75% of college students are undecided when they start, like they have no idea. Um, and that's kind of interesting, right? And then the last statistic that you might be interested in is that I found that only 27% of college graduates have a job that's related to their major. That was an article in the Washington Post, but I thought it was so interesting that only 25, 27% of people actually work specifically in the major that they graduate in. And so, you know, why am I sharing all these statistics? Well, it, it helps us understand that for most people, it's really not cut and dry. The future and what we want to do is not cut and dry. Even if we do want to go to college, which I do think can be valuable for some people. I think it's, you know, I went to college. I, I, I'm really grateful I did. It was very valuable for me. But, and, and I learned things there and I kind of grew up there and, you know, I gained not only that, that secular kind of knowledge, those, you know, the book knowledge, but I also gained things about life and relationships and roommates and sticking to things that are hard and all those things I learned. But when we get out of college, oftentimes we take that knowledge and then we kind of find the skills or the desires of the things that we want to do. And we maybe have some opportunities that come up that we kind of head in those directions. And, and by the way, don't think for a minute that I'm discouraging college here in any way. Um, but more than anything, I'm just helping you understand that so often our thinking is that going to college should look just like this pretty little package where we just know exactly what we're going to do and what we're just going to graduate in this amount of time. And we're just going to have this perfect little career that's just lined up that we just kind of just sail right into and everything's just going to be smooth sailing. But really the reality for most of us is that it doesn't really look like that. And there is a lot of shifting and adjusting and changing and figuring out and finding out what we like and all those things. And that's really okay we make it a problem that if we don't know, there must be something wrong with this. And it's, I just want you to know you're super normal, right? And you see how really quickly, how our thinking, we take our thinking and we start to debunk all of these myths that our brain is feeding us. And we start to see the truth and we start to see reality. And that starts to help us, you know, get some clarity. Okay. So the second thing that I want to talk about is figuring out what's really behind figuring it out. That makes sense. Okay, let me clarify. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but oftentimes when I ask people, you know, why you can't figure things out, what's really going on, my experience, you know, that I've seen is that much of the time there's really something more going on underneath that. Most of the time I find that fear is that driving factor, but I also find worry, which is kind of a cousin to fear. And um you know, another factor that I see a lot is trying to please people, trying to please parents and things like that. And so it, it causes us to be kind of confused, kind of, 
you know, not unsure of what we really do, what we really want to do. So when we ask ourselves why I'm struggling to figure out my major, why I'm struggling to figure out if I'm going to get married, why am I struggling so much with colleges to attend? What I see almost always is that those are the, you know, those are some big, you know, the fear factor, the, the, uh, the worry about what people think, those kind of things, that's kind of the, the underlying factor. And so why is that important to know? Well, because when we can see that it's not critical thinking, it's just a bunch of fear underneath our thinking. Well, and actually our thinking is creating the fear and the worry. Then we can really get down to business and really start to figure things out. All right. So the third thing I, that I want you uh, to figure out as you're, you're, you know, you're starting to ask yourself these questions and you're figuring these things out. I want you to get really clear on what it is that you really truly want in your life. And I've asked you this, I think before in, in other podcasts, but I want you to leave out all the worries and the fears and what your parents think and what your friends think and all these things. And I want you to get really real about what it is that you really, really, really want in your life. And then why? Why is really, really a great question that I ask a lot of my clients. So for example, if you say, well, I, you know, I really, really want lots of money. I hear that occasionally. You know, my next question to you would be, why? And, and I also want to know that if you had the money, how would that make you feel? Because as I've said before, quite often, the only reason that we really do things is because of how we want to feel. So for most of us being in a relationship, we're looking to feel loved, right? Um, when we, we attend college or we decide, you know, that avenue, it's because we, we believe and we want to feel successful. We want to feel like we know what we're doing, like we have a skill that we're good at, right? And so, you know, money, you know, if we want money, we're probably tr- looking for security or or that maybe that's our de- definition of success. So that's kind of interesting, right? So one of the most important things that you can do at this age, really, honestly, in my opinion, is I want you to list about the top five priorities you have in your life. Okay. So what this, what this requires is that obviously you've got to look a little bit into your future self and see kind of long-term in your life, what you think the most important things to you are. And, um, you know, what I see often is people who like hyper-focus on a career and don't really have these identifiable, you know, priorities out there. They get down the road 20 years, they put their whole life into their career and they find out that maybe that's not really creating the happiness for them. And then they're kind of sorry that they didn't do other things or pursue relationships or, you know, take care of themselves better and make those things a priority. And not to say that they can't change that at any given time and do that for sure they can. But, but we want to get a kind of a broad view of what we, what we would like our lives to look like. And that allows us to kind of align the direction we want to go and where we want to kind of be in our life. So I want you to come up with those five priorities. Okay. So that you can, and it might take you a minute, but 
try and come up with things that are really important to you so that you can get a better idea of kind of where you want to go in your life. So I'm going to tell, I'm going to share with you uh, what I, and, and I didn't do this as a young adult, but I'll tell you kind of the direction. And I kind of, to a certain degree, kind of knew what my priorities were. Like I knew some things that were definitely important to me. So when I thought about it right now, number one for me is my spirituality and my relationship with God. That is, that is kind of a number one priority because that keeps me aligned with who I am. And, and I do know that for some of you, you don't really believe in a God. You, you have different beliefs in the universe or other things and that's okay. That's totally your choice, right? We've talked about this before. Um, but those beliefs that I have, and they're, they're really deeply, um, ingrained in me and they affect my life a lot. And so, um, I'm always trying to make sure that it's a priority that I do things that keep that relationship with uh, a higher power as a big precedence in my life, because that brings me a lot of peace, right? So number two in my priority list is my marriage. Okay. I've been married almost 30 years and I have made my husband and our relationship a pretty big priority. It hasn't always been. We've kind of ebbed and flows, but generally speaking, it's been a pretty a big priority for me. I think it has been for him as well. Um, and I've really worked at this. It's not that, you know, <clears throat> with these priorities, we have to work at being, you know, a good wor- wife. I've also worked a lot at improving myself so that I I am happy. I'm creating my own happiness, and that also helps my marriage to be good. But we've had to work hard at creating love. And 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 one of the things we love to do is go out every Friday night on a date. But what that does is keep friendship and interest and fun in our marriage, which has been really helpful for us. And for me, making this a priority in my life, I found a lot of happiness in this relationship. And so for me, this continues to be a big priority and will probably continue throughout my life to be a big priority for me. So number three is my children. I've told you already before in podcasts, I really love children. I always have. Um, And so I chose to have five and those children mean the world to me. And as I watch them grow and, and, and as they're growing up and, and creating their own lives and going on their own, it brings me a lot of joy. And so because that's a priority, I want to do the things that I need to do to keep that connection and that, and create a connection with my children and, you know, potentially my grandchildren. And for me, family, and it's a big part of the joy and happiness that I feel. And, you know, sometimes stress and hardship too, right? But because I've made this a priority, I've aligned my life, my career, the things that I do kind of around that priority, right? Okay. Number four is my health. I've always enjoyed the outdoors, getting outside, doing fun things, pushing my body, um, I can't say that as a teenager and a young adult that I that I thought this same way. Um, I think it's more important now as I'm growing older. But um, as a young adult, I didn't eat that great. And I'm not sure I really took care of myself, although I've always been pretty active. But um, I learned over time that the better that I feel physically, the better than I feel mentally and emotionally. And life for me generally is a little bit better when I'm taking care of my body. I feel better which, um, causes me to just, uh, my actions are better. Right. So I do the things in my life to make health a priority. I, I exercise every morning. That's something that I have done 
that keeps that priority in line with my lifestyle. And, and, you know, of course that sometimes can be a sacrifice. I have to sacrifice some sleep or things, but because it's a priority, it, it aligns with what I do. And that also includes eating healthy and drinking water and, you know, doing those things. But that's something that I've learned to really enjoy. And fifth and final top priority is education and learning. You know, I'm, I've told you before, I, I love to learn. I love to find out cool things and cool facts. And I love to, you know, figure out people. That's part of the reason I love my job now. <clears throat> and what this does is allow me to spend time reading and learning and taking classes and getting more certifications and life coaching. And it expands my mind. It helps me understand people better. And um, I just really enjoy it. And that creates some joy in my life. You know, I, I read a lot of books. And, um, and so when I have spare time, that's one of those things that, um, you know, if that's a priority to me, that those, those things that I, that I do. So, you know, why do we need priorities? You know, I explained a little bit before, because if you know what the most important things in your life are, then as you're planning out marriage and career and future and whatever you want, you're, you're going to align your life with what these priorities are. You know, when you're looking for a career, you're going to want to keep in mind these kind of priorities, right? If, if family is a huge thing, you have to figure out a career that will be able to balance that give you the time that you need, or if, you know, money or, you know, whatever. So I'll never forget this couple that I know. Um, her husband wanted to be a Navy SEAL, which is, you know, a very noble and great thing to do, right? It's, that, that's awesome. And he, you know, before he met her, he was really, really working hard at this. And um, he spent much of his time preparing and getting himself in shape and doing all the things that he wanted to do to be a Navy SEAL. And then this beautiful girl came along that he met and he fell head over heels in love with her. And as they continued to date for a while, he realized that he really valued and it was a big priority for him to marry this girl and to have a life with her and to maybe have a family with her. And so as he, you know, even after their marriage, he continued to pursue this Navy SEAL thing. He started realizing and understanding that this was going to be a very difficult profession for him to have if he wanted a really awesome, stable marriage, that he got to spend a lot of time with his wife that he got to be a dad to these kids that he wanted to be. And being a Navy SEAL might not allow him to do that. And so then he had to, you know, really look hard at it and make some decisions um, and figure out what the biggest priorities in his life were, what he valued the very most, and then align himself that way. And in the end, he, he, told, he decided not to be a Navy SEAL. He chose a different career that allowed him to be active and involved in the military without being a Navy SEAL where they're gone and the wives can't know where they are and what they're doing and they never know when they're coming home, right? He was able to, to find something else and, and make that shift where he could still be home with his wife and create that relationship and have children. So you see how he had to kind of adjust and changed, but he learned more about, as he learned more about himself and learned what his priorities were, then he was able to align a career that would help him to reach those priorities. That makes sense. So today they're married. This girl became their wife and they just had their third child. And he has been able to find a career that he loves and 
And now his career is aligned with, you know, those important things in his life. And it doesn't mean to say that it's like la la land, like everything's perfect and life's just bliss all the time, right? We talk about, you know, that 50-50 principle as in anything you do in your life, there's always going to be great days and there's going to be bad days. And there's probably still days when this guy wonders if he should have been a Navy SEAL, right? But knowing what was really most important to him allowed him to align his life with what he really wanted. You know, for some people, I've talked to some young adults, and really a big priority is in the way that they look at success is having a big home, nice cars, recognition, fame, flying all over the world, you know, those kind of things. That's a kind of a big priority to them. And that's great. If that's what they choose and that's what they want to do, you know, that's great. Um, but oftentimes when people tell me that this is a priority, I ask them why. Why do you want the money? And what do they believe that they're going to feel if they have all this money? That's always some really interesting questions as you're looking at this. But if this is the top priority in their life, then they're going to align their life kind of with this, which is, you know, partly they're going to have to pursue a career that's going to allow them to do these things, right? Um, you know, I look at medical doctors, you know, and, um, and, and those that are really driven to do that, you know, um, maybe they do it because it's a good, you know, living. I'm sure they do it a lot because they love to help people as well. And so they have to align their lives that way, but they also have to understand there's a lot of schooling involved in that. Right. And so if you value, you know, a lot of schooling and those kind of things, then, then great, let's do it. Right. So even in this, when we figure out why, you know, we have to look at this lifestyle that they choose. And even in this sense, there's 50-50. There's great things about having lots of money. And they will probably find over time that there's things that are not maybe as great about being wealthy. So I remember really well a man in my community who sold a company that he and his dad had built over a number of years and they sold it, I think for several billion dollars. Like it was a, with a B and you know, these were pretty normal, smart guys who just had a really great idea that just went bonkers crazy. Now my husband knows this guy decently well, and he knew him before he was wealthy. And of course now he knows him now that he's you know, beyond wealthy. And it's interesting as he's talked to him, he's learned that there actually is a downside to wealth. You know, this guy learned really quickly that he needed to move to a gated community to just keep people from knocking on his door that were begging for money. He learned he had to hire security to watch and protect his family all the time, no matter what they were doing. His children, they had to hire security guards to protect their children at school because there was always a threat that someone could kidnap them for a ransom. So I'm not sure if this man was looking for great wealth, but it came. And I'm sure that there's tremendous benefits and blessings that come with that. And there can be downsides. And and again, you know, it's really 50-50, right? Everything in our life kind of has has good and bad to it. That's just part of life. But again, we kind of have to align our priorities and kind of figure out what's important to us. And even, even in this sense, we have to decide if that's, you know, what's really important to us. 
So think about it. If, if being really calm and maybe having fun and traveling and having some flexibility in a job, then maybe a high stress, you know, demanding career is not ultimately going to be what you're after, what really drives you and makes you happy. And of course our thinking is really what makes us happy, but when we're not, we're in a high stress job, um, it doesn't allow our thinking to calm down. Sometimes it makes us stressed. You know, if you're really, really creative and you want to be your own boss, then working a nine to five job that's very rigid might not be what you're after. You know, if you love people and you want connection with people and that's who you want to be, then sitting behind a desk and not talking to anyone all day is probably not going to be a great option. And so, you know, part of the process is figuring ourselves out and learning what it is we really like and what we really enjoy and what drives us and what we're passionate about. And sometimes that takes some time. And then other times, you know, it's just, it's just learning and figuring out how to go and get that right and create the thinking that helps us with that. You know, one of the things that I knew personally, when I was a young adult, I'm not sure I made a list of five priorities necessarily, but, um, I knew that I wanted to make a difference. That was something that I remember really clearly. And I didn't know what that meant yet. I didn't actually have a major. I was one of those people that didn't really know completely. Um, and then I changed it three times, but I really wanted that for my life. I knew that one of my priorities was going to be helping other people and making a difference. And so where did that take me? Well, it's interesting because it was kind of an interesting journey that didn't look real pretty and um, kind of ebbed and flowed. And I've kind of figured it out as I've gone and I've actually changed careers a number of times. So when I first went to college and I graduated from university, I graduated as a teacher. And for me at that point, I felt like that was going to help me to make a difference. And I learned so many things about children and, and teaching. And, and I just, I just loved that. And, um, that learning was really helpful for me. Um, but just before I was, I was graduating, you know, I'd been married, oh, not a super long time, but a little while. And I learned that I was pregnant. And so that changed for me, my priorities a little bit, because I knew that I wanted to be home with my children. And so when that happened, I suddenly decided what is my most important and what is my highest priority right now. And I decided it was to stay at home with these uh, children or this one child. And, you know, then I had four others later, but, you know, I shifted that my career from being a teacher to a full-time mom. And some of you would say, oh, well, I wasted my time going to school as a teacher. But that that the things I learned as a teacher were so helpful for me as I raised kids and decided to be a mom. And, you know, being a full-time mom for a lot of years aligned me with the values and priorities of making a difference in the lives of my children and helping raise these children. And I did that for a number of years. And then about five years ago, as my children were starting to leave and I was starting to have a little more time on my hands and I started deciding that I wanted something a little bit more. Um, as the kids were at school and doing things, I decided to make another career change. And I decided that being a life coach would align with my values and my priorities. Because not only has it allowed me to continue to be a mom to a few kids, the few kids that I have at home, but I can also be at their activities and I can be supportive of them and what they're doing. 
And being a life coach allows me the flexibility to be able to do both. And I work when my kids are at school and when they're at their activities. And this is allowing me to align with a lot of different, you know, priorities that I have, which include, you know, being a mom and, and, and loving my children, but also, um, being flexible to where I can spend time with my husband and, you know, and I'm also able to make a difference and, and help young adults all over the country. So it's, it's aligning with a lot of my, my ultimate goals for life, which is really great. And, it, I can't even tell you how much I love my job. It fills me with so much joy and accomplishment. And I get so excited for, you know, each client that I have and the ways in which I can help them. So from this, you can kind of see, you know, I had to do the same thing that I'm asking you to do. I had to figure out what my thinking was around all these things. And by the way, none of these things came easy for me. I had to really work to figure this out. I had to figure out what I wanted, who I really wanted to be, what I what my priorities were and what I wanted to do to align those. But by figuring out, you know, why I wanted what I wanted and figuring out what those thoughts were was really helpful. And then figuring out those priorities that allowed me to align what I do with kind of who I am and the priorities that I have in my life. And just so you know, my life is 50-50. There are days that I love my life. I love my job. I love my family. I love being a mom. I love all these things. And there are days that I don't and I struggle. And, you know, there are days I wonder what I'm doing and is my business even beneficial and is it helping anyone? But that's just part of being human. And we kind of, you know, ebb and flow and go up and down in those ways. Um, you know, but just so you know, you're not going to be happy all the time, no matter what you do. But the more aligned you are with what's really important to you, it does help you, I think, to think on a higher level and to be happier more often. And that's just life. That's just the way it goes. So that's all I have for you today. And I hope that you can take some things that I've talked about and help incorporate those things as you're trying to kind of figure out your life and as you know, you're trying to make some decisions and align yourself with what's really important to you. So I hope this will give you some ideas and help you out with that. So um, as always, if you need some help, you can find me at directyourlifecoaching.com. And of course, I'd be more than happy to talk to you anytime. But that's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Are you in need of a life coach? Everyone needs someone to talk to, someone who doesn't judge you, someone who is safe and listens to understand. What if that someone was me? If you want to find confidence, a new outlook, a new different way to look at your life, come, please let me help you. I coach one-on-one -on -one over video conferencing or I do group coaching. We can work on whatever struggles you are facing in your life right now. Go to directyourlifecoaching.com. But just a warning, you will never be the same again.